gonna say, oh wow, Darwin's trolling me. Because Darwin, you're a shit star. deserves you just are. to be defended. Do you not believe in the idea of GDP and aggregate demand? You are a hundred percent wrong here. I know you don't like I'm it. Telling you, I'm telling you to start thinking about reality and not what you want to be true. <laughs> Welcome to Lofty Darwinism. Uh, today, I think I'm going to do something a little different with this episode. I think I want to loop in a lot of the sounds that I've been recording over the past couple of days, just to kind of give a sense of what it's like here in downtown Los Angeles. And honestly, Matt, I kind of want to have a long conversation about sound with you right now, because it's just something that has been cropping up for me as we are plunging into anarchy. What's happening? I hope nothing but peace. Obviously not. Are you hearing these loud sounds of, of the apocalypse in Amarillo at all? Because they're all around us here. So, it's funny because you started to talk about sound. My giant new rescue mastiff uh, lab next because apparently I'm a cliche. <laughs> um, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> um started going off and the little one goes off and um truthfully today in amarillo may 31st was a peaceful protest of people showing up and I, you could see it and you could see it was big and people were there and um it was not violent here to any under my understanding of. you know here our view of of the sound what you hear from the coast isn't a great one and even in Dallas, which is the coast, it's just a bigger city. And it's hard to know what's true and what's so, because I think almost all of us um, are on the side of the protests and not the side of the rioting. And we wonder, and I wonder how much of the rioting is part of people who are part of a movement or just people who are exploiting a moment. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think- and I don't know. Well the actual like looting sorry, looting more than rioting I would say looting sure. more than rioting well not just uh, rioting could just be fervor in, against you know that can happen potentially more in a different way there, but the true straight up looting is a question I don't yeah know. and I, look I, I think that the um, the 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 way we organize ourselves as a society is very much on on display and under a microscope right and we are, I think, you know, I posted this on Facebook today. It's my emotions are all over the place. The consistency of my emotions are irrelevant. I'm not, a, I'm not being consistent to myself. I mean, Matt, how many times have I complained about Antifa in <laughs> on this podcast? Like, I wasn't sure how to bring this up. I was like, dude, like, I can't be anti Antifa right now. I don't think other ones, I don't think it's truly, uh, maybe some Antifa people who are like really going, I don't know who. The vi- I, I can't tell who's doing the actual damage to property. Right, yeah. I can't tell what's happening. Well, not just that, I don't but trust yeah, anyone. It's, it's hard to trust. Misinformation is all over the place. The police seem to be clearly instigating as much as protecting. and a lot, Or at least maybe that's a wrong way to some, put it. But Some police, right, some some police, police forces are, are doing that. And, so, and, and uh, you know, I, I think that... It's almost irrelevant. You know, like, I I see this hilarious debate happening. Is it left-wing extremists or right-wing extremists that are doing the, like, setting things on fire? And I feel like it doesn't matter. Because neither ideology is a real ideology. It's just you want to see the world burn 
And now we're at a moment where a lot right. of us kind of feel that a little bit, no, you know? We, but we're, we're also at a moment where we can change it. Mm-hmm. We are literally at a moment where if we can see past the violence that both the extreme right and potentially the extreme left at times like are, are letting themselves devolve to in this fight for what, you know, then we could get past it to something better because to, legitimately, I think we see, I think America sees the injustice at the bottom of this moment. Like, I've only posted one rant on Facebook about this whole thing, and I'm not even sure it was... I know it's not everything I think about it, but like, it took a lot to get us here, but it wasn't the only injustice. It's a straw. Sure. It's the straw that broke the fucking camel's yeah. back on this Being one, right? cooped up from and COVID probably didn't help, you know? Like, and, but, but everybody's stressed. But, well, we- guess what? And we'll add, no, no, we were cooped up. And, but you know who you know who wasn't cooped up from COVID nineteen? Essential workers. Essential workers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and like a lot of those, a lot of those people were black. Like that's why the rates of people who are black and Hispanic, like we talked with Gus about, who've had this, have been way higher because they've had to work in close quarters on average at much higher rates. Yeah. So like, not only are we clo- closer, like. There's a, there's a whole segment of society that's been forced into tougher situations and shittier moments because if they got laid off, they wouldn't pay better. That's even truer. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, and also, the, at the end of the day, like, I, I, I've been thinking about this quote that you say, Matt, like, what's the what, number one job of the capitalist is to stop the yeah. pitchforks. You Keep know? the pitchforks. You have to stop the pitchforks. And it's like, okay, we're, we, like, pretty much all, all of my yeah. advice and thoughts and ideology of the past, like, several years has been to prevent us from getting to this point. But now we're here, okay? Yeah. And so, who yeah. are the good guys? <laughs> you know, like... I don't know if there Because, like, guys, I know, like, I mean, I, I know people on all sides. I know a guy who's a police officer downtown. He was there last night. I don't know if he was there tonight. But, you know, they... When, when, when you're in a situation like this, you don't have an end time to your shift, you stay until it's done, and the 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 protests have been lasting into like the like the early, you know, like like four a.m. You know, like so you you're talking about police officers this who is... are on no sleep. I know people whose stores well, were looted. I know people who's. Uh, you know who are who are uh, you know like trying to go out into the riots and they were and they like come so, back in and they're like oh my god we just got chased down an alleyway by the police like like this is this is an anarchy and like this is the world falling apart and of course and I mentioned like so, all these helicopters swirling around these sirens swirling around that like Today, you know what was really funny today, and unfortunately I didn't get this sound, but um, I walked around the streets of Los Angeles. You know what was ubiquitous? Music. Everybody was carrying around these giant speakers and blasting music. It honestly felt like weirdly like dead and lively because like – to be clear, downtown is destroyed. All the, the stores have been looted. They really hate Starbucks, especially, it seems. <laughs> like, for some reason. But, uh, you know, I guess that. I mean, I like Starbucks more than a lot of other places. <laughs> I go to Starbucks a lot. I kind of would be angry about that. Like, I think, like, Howard Schultz is a putz, but man, like, Starbucks on average, like, you know, you're, they, you know you're, they're charging you for a mild narcotic. And we're all okay with it. You know, uh, so... I mean, but Darwin, like, I just, we, we live in systems and institutions run by individuals. And guess what? Individuals suck. We all know this, like, at times. But, like, we, we don't check each other on the individual moments of dishonesty, distrust, disingenuous. This is not broad conspiracies. 
it, it's, it's usually gen, like individual moments of human shortcomings or malice and like and when you collectively put it together if the system does not have a way to self-correct if police don't sit and make sure that like if you don't police your own harder than you police everybody else it like why is it why why do we not all believe cops should be held to a higher standard i don't think our high school bullies should become police officers i think our high school's bests should become police officers like we probably don't need as many and we probably need the better trained and better paid and better personalities and better temperaments right we are asking the wrong things from the and, system and, yeah, at all and, times and, and you know it's just the same as like you know the healthcare system only interfaces with you when you're at a breaking point you, you know it, there's no wellness system that we have They're, the same is true in policing like fundamentally we're asking the police to commit violence state sanctioned in order to protect us yes. so I, like that is never gone from my mind that okay you do it you really want to live in a world without police like uh, you know be careful what you wish for but obviously what they're doing is clearly well and above and beyond their mandate and and just kind of sliding into fascism like if you're like the, the, the amount that they're shooting at reporters is galling to me the, they arrested a cnn crew on national television there were they were pepper spraying them they were arresting them they were they were uh, shooting rubber bullets at them i don't understand but like you got to imagine if you're out there if you're out there, a police officer, and, and they're saying, you know, keep the peace, you're going to go crazy. You're going to feel intense, and you're going to – I think I think you're going to feel a little scared, you know? like the, And it's not to forgive them because what they're doing largely is unforgivable, but it is just to say that we all own this. We all need to figure this out. Like we can't just trust the police to solve all of the systemic issues of our society. You know, like there's a reason that okay, this has okay. become this Darling, intense. You know why we don't do it? It's because legitimately, like, okay, we can talk shit about the FBI, yada, 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 but like, the police are local. They're your neighbors. They're the ones who could fuck your life up the worst if, 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 they, if they just choose to do it. It doesn't matter about your race. Like, it does matter. Clearly, they do it at disproportionate rates. For, for a number of reasons, conscious, unconscious, whatever it is, right? But we all fundamentally know that if a police officer on the beat wants to fuck with you, they can fuck with you. If a police system doesn't want to care about your crime, they don't have to care about your crime. And that's been true regardless. And so you know why I think white people, quote unquote, respect the police so much? Because we all fucking fundamentally know that truth as well. And like, I just, instead of like, because we're not always getting fucked by it. We're just living in our own level of submissive oppression to it. Like, it's not, it's not, and, and we get a better end of it, but we don't tell the system, hey, it's too much. Right. You know, you do not have the right to take life. You know, we, we do not have the right to, at least not nearly at the rate that you're doing it, um, because when you do that, it's on all of us. But we... We don't want to ask those hard questions. We don't want to put those things in those places because it's just not easy. Well, and right. It, and it, yeah, it, it's know. it's extremely difficult. And but I mean, but we're we're, we're all empathic, right? You know, and I, I think that that's the kind of a the thing is, you know, when you live in downtown Los Angeles, you know, 
you have a complex relationship with the police, you know? Like, I'm kind of a libertarian. I, I enjoy, like, counter, you know, protests against the, you know, authority. But I've been chased down the street by guys, you know? Like, there's some weirdos who live on Skid Row here. And the systemic issues that go into that are really complex, and it's easy to avoid. It's easy to brush them under the rug. But too many people have been getting caught into that. And I, I just think that now is a moment when inequality and lack of purpose and lack of material needs being met are all coming to a head in, in the midst of this pandemic. And I, I think if, if you're someone like me who does not approve of Antifa showing up and throwing shit at police officers just because Ben Shapiro's speaking at your campus, I am feeling a little bit of like, I'm like nobody's really getting hurt, at least from the protesters' end. At, at, at minimum, a lot less people are getting hurt than I would have expected so far. But there's, it's getting people's attention, and to the extent that it's become an act of speech, I, I think it's kind of healthy. But obviously, I'm kind of terrified, and I don't like that my buddy's store got looted, and I don't like that anybody's store gets looted. Really, you know, like I think it's kind of funny. You know, yeah. <laughs> if we're gonna look, I'm not. I mean, I wasn't out on. We had, as you said, peaceful protests in Israel. I wasn't out there today. I honestly didn't realize it was happening. Like, I hear and like I saw it on Facebook. I was like, well, that was late. I missed that. Oof. Um, but I'm not sure I would be there anyway. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I empathize, but like, I thought it was like, should you be on the streets right now, generally? Should you be out at this protest in this way? Like, and I think maybe the answer is yes, and the answer is no. I don't know. I don't know if, like, I mean, we're doing something here, but are we doing nothing? But, you know, I don't know right. what no, the I, answer I, I, is. I was actually thinking the same thing, Matt. You're, you're not alone, because I, 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 I do think to myself, should I be out there? And I think to myself, well, I, like, the Women's March didn't didn't create this type of thing. Like, th this is kind of an anarchist's moment, right? Th th so, so more or less... The, the nation was immediately pissed off. And to be honest, like, I don't think I even quite let it set in. Like, I think we talked to Gus, like, what, when, when, on Thursday, Friday? I can't remember. Yeah, um, on Thursday. Yeah, Friday, and, and, and I'd seen the video, or, no, I'd seen, like, of the video. I, I, I admit, I kind of just added it, added it into the pile of, like, okay, this is another one of the shitty things the police do, you know? Like, it, it didn't quite yeah. register with me until you kind of, like, watch it. And you you just see the brutality of it, and you and you listen to it. You hear this man's pleas. I think it did create some rupture in all of us. And I I do think that the anarchists have, for better or worse, said this is the moment. This is the moment to start setting shit on fire. And I do think it's mostly anarchists. Like there there are videos of like protesters. Fighting oh, yeah, with yeah, yeah. anarchists oh. very much. Oh, I okay, but I, not all of Antifa is anarchists. Like I just right, think there's, there's like a spectrum. A very black I'm, yeah, it, 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 it's like, like yeah, yeah, mobs like, take on I, their I, own I mentality. Think, Everybody goes in. Right, we're you know, deeply gonna need Antifa, and like, we're gonna need people standing up on to fascism, like and willing to put potentially bodies on the line on the front lines. Not like actively like in violent. Like you're gonna need front lines of protest. People and Antifa, not just anarchist Antifa, are the ones who are there. They're the ones who are also right. like doing the background work on these protests to find out what's happening, the truth, just so we actually know what's happening. Like, 
uh, we, we're going to need them deeply to do a good faith job in that in that in, in like the actual anti-fascist actions because the authoritarian bent right now is not going to be communist in this in this way like at first like the actual power grab right now is a fascist conservative power grab you have to break that now and then we have to get to an election and you have to have something well, different. yeah it, it, it's just because, it's like, just the it fundamentally is do we have a government system that feels responsive and some of these issues like solve racism you know you can't ask the president to do that obviously obama tried and could not but you can yeah. have the sense that your society is looking out for you all things considered and that's broken down and the fans have been flamed by Trump, by Antifa. Like the distrust that we have in our society is fueled by organic, intractable issues like inequality, mixed with a lot of fever pitch emoted in in you know the political chattering class. We've all gotten angry. We're only communicating over social media, but okay, that all doesn't matter now. That all doesn't matter now. We're in we're in the protest world. And so now who like who is right and who is wrong all that matters is how do we get to a place where people feel like they can believe in America again you know <laughs> like by the way you know what actually gets changed on is people in the streets like it just is like systems change when people hit the streets it's just true and like we we don't want a full scale like french revolution but like there has to be real change there has to be real confrontation of the people who are okay making it seem like the system's fair while rigging it. Like, I fucking hate that that word is used by Trump all the time. But the truth is, and some Democratic politicians are just as okay with it, like, the mild rigging of the systems, creating rackets, not capitalism, creating rent-seeking, not productivity, creating, you know, um, regulatory capture, not actual, uh, you know, R&D, government development, anything, right? That's what's been happening. The mild uh, lack of, we're gonna create something new, we're just gonna, we're just gonna protect the old thing together because it's ours, is, is toxic and we're here. Police were doing it. The elites are doing it. Institutions have been doing it. Everyone's been doing it because they haven't been able to see forward. Right. Yeah. Well, now the virus is here. The people are here. The protest is here. Like, it's just is going to have to. Well, change. yeah, and 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 that's kind of in speech. Like, you ever been in an argument, Matt? You just kind of you escalate it, right? You know, like what's an argument? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, but just, you you know, when you're in one of those intense arguments, you know, like, it's just so tempting to just go for the jugular. Find the thing about the other person that you're most angry about or, or that you know will hurt them the most and use that. You know, like, and I feel like... Don't. <laughs> Please, God, don't. We can't do it right. this way. Well, but that's just the thing. That's, that where, that's where we are. Yeah. Right? That's where we are. Yeah. And, we're, and, and on some level, it's because somebody else said something... You know, like, like, okay, I'm breaking down the metaphor. Basically, on some level, it's all justified, right? On some level, if if, a, if oppressed people are gonna are, are going to have to be in this environment and they're gonna have to hurt, maybe we all should hurt. I understand that, but the fundamental truth is, we only can decide what we create moving forward, and just feeling bad isn't a policy. Right, and, no. you know, so 
you can't, you, like, I feel a lot of feelings about this, but ultimately it is about like, what do we do? What do we do moving forward and creating that sense of urgency? And, you know, honestly, this is something where like, uh, we're in the midst of an election. Biden seems like he's almost certainly going to win as long as he's not so stupid as to put Amy Klobuchar on his ticket. Um, I think, I think uh, we're going to steer clear of Minnesota yeah. uh, for a while. Yeah, but okay, so into that movement, into this new like possibility for political change, how do you create a new system that doesn't re repeat the mistakes of Cambodia, where they overthrew the capitalist class and then they found out that the second they did, it came back, and so they just started slaughtering everybody in the Khmer Rouge in 1976. You, to, uh, you know, like, that's just... Because you have to break the lie, dude. You have to break the lie, and you have to go back to our original welfare, like, socialist state principles of America, not other places, right? New Deal style, basic universal entitlements, right? You have to go back to universal... Like race neutral, but race with an understanding of what's happening, ways that everyone feels involved. And you can't let one party literally demonize systems just because we have made them uh, like socioeconomic, just a socioeconomic and not racial, right? We literally made it income based, not race based, right? So, but at the time, because more poor people were people of color. Then people said, well, no, that's just going to people of color, like the Republicans, you know, welfare queens and all that sort of stuff happened. And we began to gut our system. We began to say it was racialized, and then we began to racialize it. And now we're, we've got a really fucked up, even worse system that no one gets to use properly. Yeah, well, and, but we also have a system that's, that's devoid of trust, you know, and I think that that's fundamentally, yeah. when you talk about unequal systems, if one of the system is operating kind of just within itself and maybe benefiting from the labor of the other more oppressed system, things kind of run smoothly, right? But it's the free rider problem. If you don't, if you, if you, if you go, if, if me and you live together and you get a vaccine and I don't get a vaccine, I'm safer because you got the vaccine. Sure. Yes. You know, and it's just, it's, it's just, there's always going to be free riders in the and system. Fundamentally, look, any system is going to be flawed. Like, the idea that we go out and we do all of this work that benefits somebody far away fundamentally is an abstract concept that is lifted by this weird system that we have. So, there are benefits to the system that we all benefit from, obviously disproportionately, and we've reached a breaking point in which we need to re-ask ourselves just how unequal has that system gotten, and not just how unequal, but how stressful has it gotten, you know? And I think that the media institutions are being turned away from because in many ways, media stokes instigation. They love instigation, but they also can create like some semblance of factual reality. And, and when we broke from those media institutions, I think we all just created our own reality and it makes that, that, there's no trust. And so if we build an equal world, we need to build an equal world in which we all find a way to trust each other. And that's going to be hard, but it is the way to do it, right? And, and it's- Right, well, we're gonna come back to, you're 100% right, but we're gonna come back to it. Like, we don't really want Equality, because it, like there is no such thing as total equality. We want uh, we want places where we can all look to each other as equals, even though we are not all equal. We want to be able to stand equal before the law, right? We want to believe that if we had to be judged for our actions in a court of law by our peers, that we would be have the same rights as anybody else. That's fucking bullshit now, obviously. But that was the point of it, right? 
Well, it's not true. Now anyone can look at our court system and not say we all stand equal before the law. No, we don't. We do not. You know, we can't look at the thing. We cannot look at our institutions and claim we stand equal before them regardless of income. There are no places of equality anymore in our society. We are not all equal, but we have no more places of equality except for being kind of fucked by the coronavirus. And even that's not equal. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I think that is, you know it like, is, that is probably uh, on a universal, lot of people's mind how unequal the yeah. coronavirus has been been because i mean mostly economically but obviously uh medically as well um you know is but it started as an elite disease what's so interesting about it is it started as an elite disease on some level like especially when it was traveling it was you know because it was people traveling all the place like there's a good chance though that like people got it at sundance right the people had it in january february and all that sort of stuff right Um, all of that was happening and we just we just don't know enough. And we need to be, like, we probably, it's, in some ways, took too many actions. In some ways, took too few actions. Right? We didn't take all the right actions. But are we going to be able to forgive each other for the mistakes we made during this lockdown? Are we going to be able to forgive each other for, for the mistakes we've made? Like, are they mistakes, Darwin? Or are they just the thing we did to try to answer the moment because it will always fall short? And how do we frame it? Well, like that I, I think that we are framing it right now. We are, we are as a collective society, we are kind of judging the response to not just that, but to the entire uh, way we view our system as inadequate. And I, I, I think it's kind of fair. I mean, you know, I think in a very raw sense, the fact that the police officer was charged with only third degree murder rather than second, which I think it clearly was. And the fact that the other three officers have not been charged at all is, uh, and I know it's fast, but nevertheless, I mean, on a symbolic level, yeah, you talk about like, if you saw four black guys doing that to a police officer, you'd think three of them would just be set free and say, oh, well, maybe we'll arrest them. Like just the raw, like visceral politics of that is uh, I mean, it's why the police commissioner in Minneapolis came in front of cameras. I was watching on CNN, and he said all four of them are complicit in the death. And you know, like, so just saying that out loud is you know, like, obviously, I think a a pretty pretty big thing for a police commissioner to 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 say. You know, like, don't you think any other Republican president right now could have guided them through this? Like, don't you think Marco Rubio? <laughs> Could have fucking guided the police unions yeah. and the Republican Party through this fucking moment. Like, well, yeah, this is the thing. It's like even more you know, so. Than, riots like, happened under doing. Obama after Ferguson, but it was confined to right. Ferguson. You know, and I think that in large part, Baltimore was, happened as well. Right? Yeah, Baltimore. Like so, so they were happening, but the scale. I mean, that's just the funny thing of like if like if under Obama. The entire country had erupted into anarchy. Fox News would be a 24-7, I can't believe our president is responsible for this. So Trump didn't didn't create that police officer, and he probably didn't even create the forces behind it. But he has created a a home for people like that to to feel validation in the worst elements of their ideology rather than – a, a positive channeling of individualism as a philosophy of it's okay to be you, that is a positive iteration of conservative philosophy. A negative iteration is, yeah, it's just a racist 
we're the racist party. You get to be racist with us. <laughs> okay, so let's go back. So like, let's go back to like to another big question that's been happening is that the way Twitter versus Facebook are handling this. And by the way, I'm not sure either one's handling it perfectly. They both could do fucking better. Like. I think it's good what Twitter did to some degree, but they could have stopped and done this a long time ago. And it's also complete crap that Facebook says they won't fact check the president when they fact checked us. We got a fucking warning flag for a fucking article we shared. They can go fuck themselves. If they're gonna if they're gonna flag like an article we shared as like you guys shared some and they won't flag a president or be like, we're not here. What sort of bullshit? They're holding like average people to like the double, the standard of truth, and they're holding the elites and people with a lot of followers to be able to do whatever the hell they want. That is crap. If anything, it should be the other way around. If you're a thought leader, if you have over a thousand people following you on Facebook, you probably ought to have higher standards for what. Because like, well, okay, but here, you, let, let, let me let me let me let me reframe that just slightly because I'm, my emotions yeah. go all over the place on this. Like, yeah, like yeah, Trump yeah. has just created this ultimate stress test. For our system. And one of the stresses that he's creating is freedom of speech. He's using a platform to spread a lie day after day. And and the horrifying thing to me isn't that he's lying. It's that his lies get amplified and believed by the populace. So in many ways, the populace... The, like the conservative movement that that did not stand up to Trump, and some of the principled ones did, they all basically said freedom of speech doesn't matter because all we really care about is winning. We only care about creating our own truth and our reality, and so we're not going to actually fight for this freedom because their idea of fighting is just owning and winning and 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 just like yeah. just just getting into fights online rather than thinking intelligently of what are the long-term consequences of electing a president that represents a party that stands for freedom of speech and him lying blatantly in a way that everybody can see every single day so do i think twitter should fact check the president absolutely not but do i think that maybe they should fact check this president this one time or maybe a couple times just to fucking teach these guys a lesson about how fucking stupid and abnormal but, this behavior but, is. I kind of like, yeah, I kind of root for that. <laughs> look, the limits of free speech are like, as the as Supreme Court have defined it, are if you're inciting violence or putting people in harm. And like, it's really, really, really hard not to make the case that his tweets aren't doing that now. Right? Yeah. Exactly. You know what yeah. I'm the it, first, I, first, we like when the looting shark like, starts, the shooting starts. Yeah. So sh- like, like you can't. Well, okay. First of all, this isn't free th- speech. That's a weird anymore, phrase. Like, that's a weird phrase. Like, 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 and 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 so of course it's a reference. Is it an unconscious reference? You know, like the, the reference to the police chief from the 1960s of threatening. You know, like like. It, it, okay, so it's a reference. Does does he not know? Like that's even worse to me. That means that like he's just regurgitating this no. conservative theory of history that is like your fucking Strom Thurmond version of history. Right, dude, we're not <laughs> living through a. We are not living through a conscious, calculated fascist takeover of our government. We're living through a narcissist response to a pandemic built on a movement of years and years and years of like policy and ideas and mild godlessness, like uh, uh, like which which self-corrected by people playing taking the high road, right? Having people like, like and it was as long as the person 
in the driver's seat could sometimes take the high road against that particularly rabid base, then like it was all going to be kind of okay, right? Like, and by the way, it, it's so ridiculous to me uh, as I look back now. Do you know what George W. Bush's approval rating was when he left office? Wasn't it like 32 or something like that? 29%. So <laughs> that, like, just, just like, I would pay money to have George W. Bush back right now. Like, I approve of what he was doing in the, in, I, I approve of what he did in Katrina more than what he, this is happening now, and I was terrible. He handled the financial crisis way better than this. Like, like I mean, like, it's, it's, it's wild because we were more honest in our feelings, too. It's okay for him to be a 29% approval rating. We weren't going to be in the streets over that. We were allowed to say, hey, president, whatever you're doing, the country isn't in a good mood about it. And by the way, that's about all we can tell the president because how much details do we really understand about anything, right? The bottom line of a president is, as your guide for me, as, a, as your guide in the country, does the collective emergent mood of the country allow it to keep going or not right <laughs> does it allow it to keep yeah, moving it's like forward you or could, not <laughs> you couldn't script a worse job at this point like short of a nuclear bomb going off in an american city trump has pretty much allowed Jesus every single Christ. thing like else you know he's like a hundred thousand dead from the pandemic it still would have come through here but we could have been just so much more intelligent about it um, and, and we had months to prepare. Uh, you know, like, tanking the economy. We have so many more deaths than other nations per capita. It's wild. Like, it's actually, the thing is, this might not actually be that crazy deadly of a virus if you take it and you do the precautions and it is a deadly okay. virus. But, the, like, the, other nations dealt with the it The bigger fuck-up of Donald Trump is right now. It's the way he has stoked racial tensions. And there's well, yeah, that's been no... Good. Right. It's been a frog boil where he got away with the first one. Yeah, can, yeah, can we, can we go through just all the highlights of what he's done over the, over the course of this? Because starting with, okay, probably like we could start anywhere, but let's start with with the birther thing, right? Because I feel like okay, you can't. No, no, you can't. Let's avoid. start with the, uh, the, the the Central Park Five. <laughs> Then let's go to the burgers. <laughs> okay, so, so, okay so, so we'll jump a little so, bit. You know, I, and I really didn't follow the, I didn't watch the Central Park 5 thing. I know, it, I, I, it was a long time ago in the 80s. We were four. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? Like, it was not during our life. But we, I went back, and he was, it was a big, you know, it's big controversy. We don't have to start there. The bottom line is, Donald Trump has always taken controversial stances in the public, um, usually against black people. Yes. He has a move. He has a move. Yeah. Bill move. Maher like did a segment on that. He was like, "That's what Trump does the best is, or like just the most is gets into fights with black people." And so then you have the moment he launches his campaign. He comes down and he calls Mexicans rapists. And is the is yeah. like is there any context to he's that historically? He assumes are good people. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I assume some cops are good people too, but the, like it's like the same thing, you know. You get you yeah. you you fan the flames, okay? So then he announces the Muslim ban, okay? That uh, just blanketly targets Muslims, <laughs> you know? And yep. like, I don't have a problem talking about Muslims extremism, but that but what he did was flat out racist and again fanning yeah. the flames of racial tension. Okay, so now he's in office. Like okay, the, 
I don't really remember every single moment, but the next big moment to me is Charlottesville, probably, right? Like, or is there anything before that? Yeah, I mean, yes, I think it's Charlottesville, probably. Um, yes, I think it's Charlottesville. Okay, so there's Charlottesville, in which he says, yeah, there's there's good people on, on both sides, and a, a woman, Heather, Heather Hare, right? Uh, Hare, yeah. Gets uh, murdered by a white supremacist. And then we kind of see this emergence and explosion of all these white supremacist mass shootings. You know, yeah. like we'd, we'd, we'd seen yeah. a lot of mass shootings, Sorry, but, but the ones that were motivated by white supremacy, were there any that were that yeah. overt uh, before Trump? Like, uh, there, there were, I mean, there were some, you know, what we did solve Darwin. What? School shootings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so dark. Yes, very dark. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I mean, like, yeah, no, that wave of of it all happened. Um, um, there, I mean, there was there was was there a standoff at some time? I can't remember. Man, it's blurring so hard. Right, it's blurring. But this is this is the moment we get ourselves in front of at this moment is Donald Trump. Gets on the phone. He tries to get dig up some dirt on Biden in a way that, like, nobody is supposed to be able to get away with. But at this point, we're tribalized. He has created a tribe for white people. And so it didn't matter what the facts were in that case. Conservatives walked in lockstep alongside him, and they just voted to let him off. Except for Mitt Romney, who is... To his credit, the only one with the fucking balls to actually stand up and say, hey, you know what? This was actually blatantly illegal behavior. And then the second after they do that, karma fucking hits. The coronavirus sweeps in after, of course, a month of Donald Trump saying that there was that it was a hoax. Holy shit. You know what? Oh, my God. No, 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 no. So I just feel like, okay, so... Here's why, I mean, there's so many reasons why racism is bad. Oh, yeah, and of course, also, the immigration camps, like, the fucking family separation. There's so many of them, family separation at the border. But, Darwin, what we're realizing here is we ran a racist power grab as a country for a really long time, and but for most of that time period, generally speaking, the smartest people were running the systems. Or smart enough people that they had larger interests most of the time were running the systems, right? We get kept getting wealthier and wealthier. And he said, "White." He, he created a system for white people, right? He didn't create a system for educated, like rich or even like affluent white people. Those people fucking hate him. They don't want his system. But all of us benefited from the old system for so long and it created so much wealth that there were a lot of very stupid rich white people and a lot of very stupid poor white people who still cared about being white <laughs> and like that's who he created it for and because we didn't do the work to break down the idea of whiteness in a sense of like we didn't really break down racism we didn't really, like we kept the advantages for our kids we, we, we kept the, you know, we kept, and then we, and then we did, and then on top of that, we kept, we like, we, we put out these showy scholarships for minorities that like, look like we're doing all this stuff for people of color, right? Really, we're not doing enough there. All while the average poor white person 
is just not doing that much better, right? Have a hard time getting into college, your life is worse off, right? There's a reason the uh, the number one indicator for voting for Donald Trump is not having a college degree. Like, it's just so, and like, but that's on us. That's not on them. It's like when I sit there and say that it's not the riot's fault, it's like, you can complain about the pitchfork, but the tips are still sharp. Like we were, we were always going to have to live in the country with people who didn't go to college and like didn't have it as well off. And instead of like figuring out how we all want to enjoy each other's company and make sure their lives didn't suck, we like laughed at them. <laughs> and we, yeah, and we, uh, and we, and we like, and we did a lot of other stupid and, and, and shit. And I think so a like, lot of that's coming from Democrats too, you know. And I think that's why you oh, see the emergence that's, that's of the far left. That's who I'm speaking to. Yeah. <laughs> who I'm speaking to. It was not like it's, there's enough smug arrogance on our side side of the aisle and we don't see it because every side has its Yeah, and it's just like, like, that that, that I think has been kind of the main thing. It's like, I feel like I, I, I pretty much hate Trump, but I don't hate any of his supporters. I just disagree with them strongly and feel no qualms calling them out. But I have always noticed, and this is why I kind of like left the democratic orbit and went republican for a little while now i'm libertarian and now i'm sort of inching back to democrat but it's it's that hatred that seething hatred that i notice for 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 this way of life like it 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 feels like we all have it in us to hate because it's really fun to feel like you're superior to other people and on some level we all do like i do a little but i don't Okay, let me ask you this, Darwin. When I say WT to you, what does that mean? I mean, like, I I, I, I don't know. White trash. Oh. That's where I learned it. And, like, when I said, oh, I want to say, I go to WT, and that's it. I was like, oh. And you're realizing, like, that's also part of this whole thing. Like, there are so many layers to how fucked we are, right? We have been racially fucked, but we have also been internally racially fucked, right? Inside white people, we have issues with white white trash and class. And, like, you know why that Chris Rock bit hit home so hard for people? It's because that's how they felt. It's, like, it's because we all were such judgy motherfuckers to everyone else we're supposed to be like. And yet, and, like, we are, but it's really just other humans. And the truth is, like, instead of judging them, you either have to accept them or, and you should always, you're always going to have to accept them. But if you want change, like, you're... Like, it, it, it isn't just through demanding it, you know? It's not through complaining about how people are acting. Oh, man, people want their welfare checks. It's like, yeah, because you haven't given them jobs. And if they took a job, they get less than their welfare check. So fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Like And, like, it's just all of this is... You know, well, I, mean, I, mean, I, I think, I think it's, it's important to also realize that the perfect system doesn't exist. It, 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 it's a lot of these are forces that just emerge naturally because it's easy for a a species that naturally fights for territory and and objects and things like we like to own things. It's easy for that to just end up in a stalemate that is wildly unequal. But it's not as though somebody has ever existed in a room where they could just, with a stroke of a pen, undo that, right? So as you said, sometimes change comes from the streets because you need to force that system into a different groove. But it's still hard. It's still difficult. And it's it's easy to imagine that we're here because of Rockefeller. But, you know, this whole system 
begat itself over time in a in, in, right. in, a, in an environment do, in if, which it was do, never do, obvious. I don't I, like, or not never obvious. Wait, Darwin, do you like whales? Because because Rockefeller was part of how we ended whaling. You know what I'm saying? Like compared to like you think, you think of like this weird progression of like how we abuse the planet. Like it's just a changing, evolving cycle, which I think is part of like we had the discussion two times ago before Gus, right? About veganism in, the, in, in our... We are going to have to evolve our food supply. We have always been evolving our food and energy supply. In fact, that is like the nature of whatever conscious creative of humanity is, right? So like, it's probably arrogant for me to, it's definitely arrogant for me to say I know where that's going to go. I have my preferences about how I'd like to see it. You have your preferences about how I'd like to see it. The truth is, it's gonna change. Well, yeah, and, and, it and when it changes, we have to be able, fundamentally, it's a single truth. It's ideas matter and tribes don't. That's really the important thing. And that, I think, has been, in an, it, like, like tribes are, are interesting in terms of how they feed our sense of ideas. But the left-wing movement has basically had a single proposition that I've understood. It is, we are not a country of ideas, we are a country of tribes, and the tribe of the working class needs to band together and overthrow the the rich class. And that's kind of what we're seeing, and I understand it, but it's not a sustainable system, because you know what happens when you take over the country? You become the rich tribe. And that has been what has happened in every socialist environment ever, is not only are you the rich tribe, you're frequently an authoritarian and incompetent one. So you have to a, 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 allow for the concept of, of, of capitalism and risk subsidization to work and to recognize that if the system has blown up, it's easier to just restart it than it is to just completely write a new economic system from scratch. Because the attempts to do so in the past have more or less been hijacked by human nature. Right, so how do you guard against human nature? It's through the founding fathers, the republic, the idea of you put guardrails, you protect rights, and right now, we're not protecting those rights. So we need to find a way to strengthen them, but we still need rights. Well, it's, well because we ta only talk about rights, but rights have to have responsibilities, right? Like, that's even built into the second amendment, it's built into all of it, right? To be, the reason we have free speech is so that we can't hold the government accountable, we can hold each other accountable. The reason we have uh, the Second Amendment is so we can keep the nation safe from foreign invaders and from domestic problems, right? A well-regulated militia, like this is all built on counterbalances and people working in good faith. And by the way, it's not supposed to work fast. It's not supposed to work easily. It can't. And by the way, honestly, when they designed it, they didn't even know how it was fully gonna work. It is an evolving system. And, but we've forgotten that we have the right to change it. We have the right to move it. We, have, we get to pass amendments. The progressive movement in this country passed amendment after amendment to this constitution. Some good, I mean, I think most of them, the ones that have stood, I'm pretty much all for. I can't think of ones I'm really angry with right now. Right. You know, as long as it I, does I, suck I, that I, prohibition they, oh, snuck in there with that, but, you know, other yeah, than so that. Prohibition was a bitch. I mean, I, again, the ones that stood, uh, there's a reason that that went down. But again, if you were just dealing with the violent alcoholism, of the 18 of the late 1800s and early 1900s you might become an abolitionist like women did not have the right to vote like i mean like i think it's good that, like i was talking about playing golf today and i was talking to the guy i was like you know I, I, i'm not big or pro everyone having all these drugs i was like we it is 
wild that you could just go to a liquor store and just buy enough liquor to kill yourself like <laughs> that, essentially, right? Like, we're going to tell you, like, you can do a lot of other hard drugs that are less quickly effective to hurting you mm-hmm. than alcohol. Right. And alcohol is way easier to get a hold right. of. Right, yeah. Yeah, we're okay with that. We can, we're, Yeah, you're allowed to have it. No, dude, you're totally allowed to get alcohol pretty much any time you want. But all the other ones, which definitely have drawbacks and side effects... We don't trust you at all. Well, yeah, so like, I, I think we've babied our country a little bit in that regard. I mean, I, I, uh-huh. I, the idea that you have to make something illegal. I mean, like, weed is still illegal nationally. That's hilarious to me. That's hilarious to me. You know, why? Yeah. What, what politician? Show me the politician and, 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 and let me describe to them what weed being illegal does in terms of racial disproportionate policing and 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 that regard like this is the society that that you have created with this and many other actions and it it is i think i I think it is just going to be something that is always going to be really hard because what has to get built in a thriving economy is some shared sense that we are all part of the same society and burying our our, ourselves into our different realities like the, the roger stone it's not about getting majority. It's about getting, you know, like like dividing everybody and then getting to fifty one percent. That that's that's the Roger Stone playbook. Well, how do we? That's the Donald Trump playbook, and we are. This is karma. This is what happens. This is what happens when you don't show up for other people. Well, okay, yeah, that's all true. How do we? Okay, but part of the thing that makes the system work is is honestly achievement and glory and the ability to like. Not just money, it's about a lot yeah, of Yeah, it's about it's purpose. About, about it's about meaning. That. Purpose. And we're losing a lot of that. Um, but how do we allow people to, to you know, strive for the big house without it being um, literally denigrating other people in order to do it? You know what I'm saying? Like, we have to have a system where people strive to climb a ladder to some degree, but the bottom of the fucking pool can't be filled with sharks. On a ladder, right? You know yeah, like, and, and I feel like that's the problem. Like, it, it, the, it's like you need to be able to celebrate the difference because not everyone needs to be a millionaire, but doesn't mean your life has no value, right? Like, I don't know. We we gotta get past. We got like capitalism is amazing for, for providing resources and creating. Yeah, and, and when we talk about capitalism, what we're specifically desires. talking about is the sense of ownership. The sense of this land yes. is mine. It belongs to me. It's, it's, property. it's, yeah, it's property. You know, like this lamp is mine. It's it, like, I can do whatever I want with it. And just the idea that that matters so much to people that they will fight tooth and nail to protect it, which gives the system some sort of leverage lift as to why, okay, if this person in, the, in New York, why are they working so hard to, to, to make the, the, I don't know, like the, the, the steel or whatever, you know, like it's a kind of outdated metaphor, but just like, why do we have this entire system running? It's, it's because a belief in private property is what activates us to trade. And it's, it's yeah. going to always be in unequal, but it is pretty wacky but, but when way, it's this unequal, you know, like. And, and by the way, we can also have a sense of pride in public property as well, like that you are a shareholder of. And we do not do a good job mm. in giving people pride of ownership for our public goods. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not a golfer, and I give everything back to golf, but Amarillo has four of the best public golf courses for being public in this whole state, potentially the whole country, right? 
I am a tax, I'm a property owning taxpayer in Amarillo, Texas. I'm an equity member of those courses. Like I want them to be taken care of. I'm an equity member of my streets and like my roads. And like, I'm not, we aren't thinking like that. You know what I'm saying? Like we are not thinking of like, here's the value you get back because there are actual, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for, but there are people with private interests who make more money, the less you believe government can do. Yeah. Like, and, and the less you care about what government did, and literally when you're told that, well, you can't do stuff that's public because everyone will just trash it. And it's like, yeah, maybe they will trash it, but have you built an ethos around not trashing public goods? Or are you saying that because you expect them to trash it, when they trash it, you're just like a self-fulfilling prophecy? It's really easy to say the government doesn't work when then you get in power and make sure you're right. Yeah, and and, and fundamentally, the poverty is just is just a big fucking Ugh. part of that. You know, the the food insecurity, the rent insecurity, the 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 sense that you know, it, it is. It is clearly the part like where you say, yeah, all of that is always going to be hard. How do you create an ethos? It's hard. How do you protect something that's public? It's hard. It's all hard, but the thing that makes it impossible is the degree to which it's been become this system in which it feels like a lot of our society feels left behind. And and oh, yeah. they don't feel any like, you know, like they they okay, well, the golf course is nice. But would I give it up if I could, like, you know, be comfortable paying rent every month in a heartbeat? You know, like you go down the list, like, you know, like right. would I would I sacrifice the streets getting repaired if I could, you know, like know that I was paying rent every month, like easily, like in a heartbeat? Like the the, the thing is, these public goods don't mean anything to you. But you're not going to be able to do those two things. Is that yeah. like I'm saying? Like, here's the thing: what people don't realize is you're not going to be able to really pay rent. If the public goods aren't working properly over time, right? Eventually, if the public goods don't work properly, when something like this happens, your employer's not going to be able to pay yeah. you, so that you're not going to be able to make rent. Like, it, you know, it's all that, part that's of the system. a really good point, and I'm glad that you said it because I feel like it actually taps into something that I needed to hear right now, which is fundamentally, at the end of the day, the way that most successful societies can run is when everybody collectively realizes it from that end. Right of I'm poor, but I feel abundant, and I can go out and create a future for myself. And right now, that's kind of what they're doing with the protest. But it does take some sense of internal empowerment, you know, and some internal, like uh, I would say, even pride in this system. Like the American system is a fucking amazing system in a lot of ways. We yep. just have to recognize that we it's available for us to take. It doesn't have to be something that we destroy just on the well, altar yeah. of maybe it'll be better in a socialist, like, communist world where, you know, well, they like... they bottled that to us. <laughs> they bought... Okay, so instead of allowing us to... And, like, there are reasons for this because everyone is looking for a profit in the capital system. It could go any number of ways. Incentives matter, right? But they took our rage and our understanding of why the system was fucked and instead of making us more competent and more able and more ability to like produce they just sold it back to us and made us more upset right and now we're at a point where oh no 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 you can't keep bottling back the rage to us right rage against the machine can't go on a world tour again this year <laughs> selling us the same shit because yeah their songs are correct but if I'm paying 200 bucks a ticket, we have some things like there's a problem here in the broader society. Well, you know, like it, it's just we have a system built on art 
that is telling us messages which are now becoming true to some degree. And it's like art imitates life, imitates art in this circle. And we and we have to be very conscious of the stories we're telling ourselves. Somebody like, was just shot about three blocks from me. Uh, somebody was, somebody oh, wow. was shot, I guess. So yeah, I mean, like it's just kind of like um, I don't know. I, actually, I have no idea if Ninth hits Broadway in New York. That but really but sucks. I mean, like I mean, it's a sobering moment because I feel like it's just kind of like we're in this moment where. Do you want four more years of this? You know. Like, is this really like it's I feel like we've gotten to a point where politics is like you're choosing your clothes, you know, at, at fucking Nordstrom, which just got looted the other day, you know, like, oh, I'll take this. Yeah, I'll take this. I'll I guess I have to defend every single thing that that Trump I, says now. And I can always I can never like, you know, like crit- criticize the cops because they're always good all of the time, you know, like I, like. This is a moment where we have to, like, you can be wrong and still be a cocky motherfucker and, and get into fights on Facebook like I do. I'm right all the, I'm okay, here's the, all the time, you know? <laughs> like, Darwin, here's, well, you're right, and here's the problem. Okay, so here's another, we're going to go back to the last high horse, not high horse. Uh, uh, here's why we can't allow private insurance companies in America, all right? They need to all be like cooperatively owned insurance companies and governmentally backed by like backstops on whatever else, right? Because here's the thing, if all the property insurance is a collective cooperative property insurance, right? Then looters are part of this whole situation, right? Like they don't want property around them. Like there's, like, but people can literally say, if I break into fucking Starbucks, like the insurance has got this. Well, you're part of, you need to be part of that insurance pool, right? Like. The, the pri- like they don't need to be for-profit insurance companies because the moral hazard that is created by them is not only on them taking profits and not paying out for the looting, it is that then I am more likely to say, screw it, Allstate's got this, <laughs> boom. And like, that's also wrong, you know? Cause like, you know, like I, I will eventually have to pay for someone else's healthcare if I break their kneecap on some transitive level. I don't know that I have to pay for the broken window. Well, uh, I, I mean, I think that, you know, I, I th- that idea seems a little bit um, abstract to me, I guess, at the moment. But, oh, for but, sure. Uh, I mean, but, yeah, like, I, I mean, look, I take your point about the, the sense of collective ownership. I do think that it is still the case that we, we can have a society of individual ownership because just I think that that is a game that works. I it's agree. just that it's a game that sometimes works far too well and efficiently that, it, that like, we're now... Individual a- ownership, collective insurance. That has to be the game. But now we've had individual ownership and private well, insurance. And sometimes also Who controls most of the Occasional money? resets. I think that's the main thing. Like, yeah. the, the concept that you have all of these people living in mansions... You know, like I think there was even a fucking a hilarious uh, tweet I saw of uh, like the the woman who was like the great granddaughter of like Louis the Fourteenth of France and saying like I hope yeah. that Louis Vuitton doesn't get looted and you know it was just this kind of really hilarious moment of just how we're still in this class system in which some people are just so unbelievably rich and. Yeah. A lot oh, of that is crazy. tied up in kind of imaginary stock, but there's still quite a lot of it, you know, when you just Dude, go... The Dow is... The S&P is still above 300... It's uh, still above 3,000. The SPY is above 300. And we have had riots in, like, every major American city. 
what is, I mean, I guess everyone really thinks, like, here's, I mean, everyone really thinks we're going to make it through the other side. Of this. I do too. So I guess game theory says, like, why would you sell if, like, eventually it's going to be okay? Like, is it all Bitcoin? Have we just turned all the stocks into, like, hodl gang Bitcoin? Yeah, like, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a little of that, but then I feel like, you know, some of these stores, I mean, do you want to, do you really want to own, like, Target stock right now? <laughs> <laughs> what good is that? More so than other companies. I mean, sure, but, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, if their entire inventory gets uh, stolen <laughs> overnight, like, it just seems like a, a difficult thing to bounce back from. Insurance, man. All states got it. It's fine. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess and legitimately, true. dude, I'm not kidding. They pay inventory insurance. Like, everything that's looted, everything that's stolen, as long as it was documented, and I guarantee you targeting all them, they're going to be covered. And by the way... That should be okay and be done that way. It's just that, like, that doesn't necessarily even need to be done in an insurance premium that is then given to a, a, a profit on Wall Street. Like, because, like, it could be paid out to as a, like, if we all paid into our healthcare every year and they, like, they could pay us back like we got our tax returns if we didn't use it all. That's not how we're doing this. Yep. Same thing with car insurance. Same thing with property insurance. You're seeing them do it right now with car insurance because we're not driving as much. Like it's, we are allowing middlemen to be to create crazy bad moral hazard in our society and seek profits off the middle of it. I it's just uh, beyond all the other stuff. It's just one more thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's a good point. Like at least in terms of how this is. Um just kind of so hard to get a handle on because it's like yeah are we are we really fighting the right people the right institutions the right systems you know like again like i i I think it's hilarious that the protesters are looting starbucks so much you know they're right here but uh i mean it is like you know maybe maybe go after the insurance companies or you know something like that and dude i mean like (laughs) i don't want to tell them to go after my you know my local like uh state farm agent but like because it's not their fault it's like, but but legitimately, sixty percent of the it may be higher right now. It, mob sixty percent of the money is controlled by the insurance companies. Mobs don't have direction easily, at least you know. Like if there's some Martin Luther King like no! figure to to emerge from this, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's Joe Biden. Who knows? But I, I, the, the reality is Joseph Robinette's Biden. Th- th- this is a. A moment for us politically as well, and I, we really have have to keep like we can't let the entire like fuck the system uh, move us away from that. Like there is clearly one candidate who who wants to try and help, and one who wants to try and divide the country as much as possible so we can win. And and it, it, it it's just obvious. You know, like, it, and, and that's why we are voting for Jill Stock. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Lefty Darwinism. <laughs> uh, 